Hey, 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 this is Lisa A., and you're listening to Who's That Star on LCC Connect at Lansing Community College. Who's That Star is a behind-the-scenes show where I sit down and talk with the employees at the college. This is an inside look at LCC where you will have a chance to learn about their passions, projects, what inspires them both at work and in their personal lives. I'm your host, Lisa Alexander. I'm so excited to get a chance to talk to all the people who make LCC great. This show is for you to get to know the people that work at Lansing Community College a little bit more and see what makes them tick. Are you ready? Okay, let's go see who's today's star. On Who's That Star today, we have someone who's been a member of the LCC staff for a long time. He's a Michigan native from the city of Jackson. This star graduated from LCC and Central Michigan University, where he played basketball. This star understands what it takes to win. He has been a part of LCC's men's basketball program since 1988. In 1990, he took over the reins and became the head basketball coach of the LCC Stars. He has turned LCC into a community college powerhouse, winning 19 MCCAA Western Conference Championships, inducted into the NCJAA Men's Basketball Coaches of Hall of Fame in 2017, winning over 600 games, He's been named Region 12 Coach of the Year four times and received the Western Conference Coach of the Year Award 19 times. He ran a summer basketball camp that's out of this world, and that's why I know because my daughter went to it. And he's just really have a lot more accomplishments, but we don't have enough time to talk about them. So I think it's time for us to find out Who's today's star? Today's star is Coach Mike Ingram. I'm so glad that you agreed to come on the show today, Coach. Thanks, Lisa, for inviting me. I was really looking forward to coming. Well, let's get ready and let's jump in. So how did you get started at LCC? You know, I was a uh, student here and played for Art Frank. Um, Art Frank was a a great mentor for me when I was a student here, helped Mm -hmm. me get to Central Michigan on a basketball scholarship from here. And then I I got married after college and was just in Lansing and asked Art, could I come back and be an assistant coach? And he said, yeah. And I think a a year after that, an opportunity came to be a full-time faculty member and I was able to get hired for that job and been here ever since. How long had you been away from basketball before you came a coach? I would say probably about four years, three or four years. I got married. Me and my wife had some kids and I was at home one time at Michigan State was getting ready to play a basketball game. And back at that time, you could look in the telephone book and Judd Heathcote's number was in. I called him and I was like, Hey, coach, this is Mike Ingram. I was just wondering if I could come out to a game. And he was like, oh, man, Mike, 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 man, where you been, man? Haven't heard from you in a long time. And and gave me and my wife some tickets. I think that was on a Sunday. The following Monday, I went and uh, seen Art and asked him, could I join the program? He said, yeah. So it got you back in. Yeah, it got me back in. Mm-hmm. And you've never left since, huh? Been I, here since. I've been here since. I, I never left. I've almost spent... Half my life here at LCC, you know, I came here in 78, left 
to go to Central Michigan for a couple years and just been here ever since. Well, tell me about why you, you know, you still work at LCC. What is it that keeps you coming to work and so passionate about it? You know what? This is the the greatest job I've ever had. And I've worked a lot of jobs, you know, when I was young. And I, I can remember when I got this job that my wife said, boy, I know you are so happy. You can go and have fun at your job, something that you like to do, something that you're passionate with. I know that you want to help kids and I know you want to coach. And I, I, I nothing's really ever changed for me. You know, my, my kids have grown up here. It's been a job when I've been able to go and watch them play. If something happened during the day, I could go and, and, mm-hmm. and, and, and stay involved with them. Uh, my kids love it here, as you can see. Uh, my son Lane is now chief of staff here. Right. And uh, I know when my kids went away to college, they, they would always have in their book, where's your favorite places to play? Or where's your favorite places to visit? And they would always say, you know, uh, Lansing Community College. Well, I know that you've helped a lot of students. Me being an academic advisor, sometimes I'll see a student and they're interested in playing basketball. Could you tell me a little bit about what you look for in a player or what makes you have been so successful at winning? You got something, right? And if you don't mind sharing, it might be a secret. But I just want to know, like, to have all the accolades that you have, to have so many wins, is there a formula? Is there something that you can see that you know will work? You know, there's a couple of things. One, I always wanted my basketball program to be a, a, a program for the kids mm-hmm. from Lansing. I grew up in Jackson and JCC at that time, never had any kids from Jackson on their team. And I remember that, you know, when I came here, I just we got so many great coaches here, high school coaches here, and so many great high school basketball players. And I just figured that they all wanted to play together one day when they got to school, and, it, and it's really worked um, for me. You know, we got Michigan State out there, and so we, we see a lot of great basketball, a lot of great coaching, a lot of great teaching in this area. And so, you know, I, I would say that most of the time my teams are 90% Lansing guys. At one time, it was more than that, and and I always, I always like – times change a little bit more now, but I always used to like when uh, introductions would come and they would say from, from Lansing Wavy, this kid, from – from Lansing Sexton, this kid, mm-hmm. from uh, East Lansing, this kid, you know. And that was the message that I sent out there. And said, all the parents know me, okay? Mm-hmm. All the coaches know me, and then most of the kids all know me. They know what they're going to get when they come in the door. And for the most part, I've always had great backing from the parents because you know, they, they know. They know that, you know, we're a good program. They know that, I, you know, I can be tough. They know that I can be competitive. They know that I'm going to push their kids. They know that coming in the door just because most of them are coming from Lansing. Yeah, and they, and they know your reputation. Right. Well, we didn't know your reputation when we did the summer basketball camp. And it was one of the funniest stories is that when I dropped Michaela off, she was young, about seven, Mm -hmm. and you work with a large age group. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to ask you, are you going to do that again? Are Mm -hmm. you going to have the basketball camp? Yeah, I don't know the dates exactly, but we run three of them. We run them every year. The last two weeks in June are the first two camps. And the second week in July is our third camp. And um, I expect them to be really good this year. They were good last year, first year, our first time back after COVID. being out for a while after mm-hmm. COVID. 
and we're starting to get a lot of applications right now. The thing about it is, is that I know that you work with the fundamentals and you really push a work ethic. For me, I think that's important. And I know Michaela, it was hilarious because as soon as she got out of that practice, she passed out of the back seat. You would have thought she had worked mm-hmm. 20 years as the way that as tired as she was. But the thing about it is that she enjoyed it and she came back for several years. And the one thing that I like that you always asked about your students and you asked about the kids in the camp, yeah. you know, and so I thought that that was really good and it's funny. So if you come in the LCC, you better get ready to work because that's what we do. Okay, I want to get away a little bit from what you do here. I want to ask you some random questions. If you had only one sense, hearing, touch, sight, which one would you like the best? I think it would probably be sight. You know, I want to be able to see because I'm I'm actually going in for, I think it's some LASIK surgery or something Uh like that for my eyes here in a couple of weeks and just uh, struggling with that a little bit lets you know how important sight is. Actually, I was in the eye doctor's office before we decided to do it and they told me to close your eyes and I, I closed them and they were like, well, you know, hey, can you see? I said, no. I said, hey, man, we got to do this surgery and you'll be like that. And the man, I said, oh, shit. Oh, yeah. yeah that makes it. Say sight. That puts it in perspective. Yeah, but got to add taste in there too. You look at me, I'm a big one. Got to eat. <laughs> No, that's what I said. What is it different? I I don't know. I might not care about anything but keeping taste, but Mm -hmm. no, I do get it. What is life like for you outside of working at Lancer Community College? You know, I've always had a great life. I've always been really family-oriented. I I like spending time with my wife. I always like spending time with my kids and and calling them. My mom is still with us, Mm -hmm. and you know, I love going to visit her. My my sisters, I love visiting family. I always have. And, you know, then I got my dogs. So Oh, you got dogs? I had two of them. Oh, I didn't know you had dogs. I didn't know you were a dog person. Yeah, well, I got two because one of them is mine, which is Dash. And the other one is my daughter Jocelyn's, who happened to come home one day and dropped him off. And <laughs> so I actually have two, but... During the season, I like going to uh, basketball games. I love baseball. Mm. I, I like going to see the Tigers, um, even though they don't be winning. But I still, it excites me uh, every time I go up to a game. I, I still remember the first time I went, and I always feel the same way when I go, uh, you know, now. So, I mean, there, there's some things. I like fishing. Okay. I'll be fishing, hopefully, in a, a couple weeks. So, you know, I, I, I do You some know stuff. some good fishing spots around here? some good fishing spots. Okay. My grandsons are getting older, and so I like going down and visiting them. You know, they think I'm a big toy. <laughs> are they into basketball? Yeah. I, my uh, oldest one uh, for right now with my son Justin is um, in the sports, likes football, plays basketball. My youngest, Jackson, he doesn't do any sports yet. I, I think he um, does that on purpose because we want him to. Like, right. You know, you might say something to him like, hey, I'll do that, but I need you to dribble 10 times with your right hand and t- 10 times with your left hand. He'll do it, and when he gets up, whew, that was a lot of work. No. <laughs> That's when he say, you're going to have to pay right. yeah. for that. Yeah. All right. Well, we found out what you like to do, and you talked about 
some hobbies. Are there any other hobbies that you're interested in that you like to do besides fishing? Yeah, I, I still play basketball. As a matter of fact, I put up a video yesterday of me dunking, you know, right-handed, left-handed, you know, and uh, I sent it to a guy, and, you know, I was making this, oh, man, coach, you got to post that video because guys didn't know that you could still do that. So I posted the video. Of course, the rim was down to five feet, but... <laughs> Hey, you still slam, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what's up. Yeah, I, you know, I still like that. And, you know, my wife has a, a business now, 1111 uh, Events. So, you know, I like spending time going over there and helping her out also. So, yeah, so that's a important mm-hmm. keep you busy, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honey-do list, huh? Yeah, sometimes. All right. I, I agree with the honey-do list. Mm-hmm. What really lights you up and makes you excited in life? I kind of think I know, but. What lights me up and makes me, I, I think I just said it, just, you know, family. I, yeah. Um, man, I love helping kids. I love helping uh, the players that come and play for me, help them get better, not only as a person, but as a student, as a young man. I talk about that so much for them, and I like to see kids have success that, play for me, move on. But also, you know, I, I like seeing um, my campers. I, I would say in the last two or three years, I've seen so many of my campers on TV playing at NCAA schools. I've seen uh, so many campers play high school sports. A couple seniors this year had some freshmen coming in and playing. And I, when I see that, I usually try to take a picture of them and post as one of my uh, campers. Sometimes I see little kids that come in with their brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. They're now in my camps. And oh, so, wow. Yeah, that, that's always been very exciting to me to, to see people that I've been in contact with are um, having success. Yeah, they're, they're thriving and mm-hmm. getting that at the camp, them fundamentals. That's, I think that's so important, and you do a great job of that. What's something that you're really proud of and why? Uh I'm I'm proud of uh, all my kids and what they've done with their lives, you know, what they set out to do. I think that they've done that. I'm I'm really proud that, you know, I met my wife here at LCC, and I remember telling my brother the first time that I uh, met her that I think I met my wife today. And uh, I was really proud that, you know, we've been together for 38 years. Okay. And... Some people think that's a, a, a great accomplishment, but it doesn't feel like it's that great accomplishment because it just feel like we've always been meant to, you know, be together. I, I don't, I, and I think it's, I don't want to say it's, it's been easy, but for us to be together that, that long, it's, it seems like it's been, you know, really easy. Hey, that's what you want your yeah. partner to say, yeah. uh, <laughs> that they feel like that. So mm-hmm. I, I think that's pretty great. And that is, to me, something to be proud of, you know. Thank you. Do you have any hidden talents that we don't know about? Yeah, yeah. I, I think that I'm a decent artist. And my one grandson, he comes over, and he was over last week. We were up to 3 a.m. drawing. Oh. And we, we draw together. I got a couple people that I can really draw. I can draw my daughter, Jocelyn, pretty good. And, of course, I can draw all the... Um, Adventures and all them things that my oh, really? um, grandson, you know, likes to do. I, I have fun with it. You know, we got all the stuff, the markers of this. It's really funny because, you know, my grandson would say, that's not right. And I said, it is right. He said, that's not right. I said, it is right. Then he'll ball it up and throw it in the corner. It's not right. You know, so, And you better get it right. Yeah, but I, that's just something that I like to do. 
uh, with him. I, I've um, made birthday cards and stuff. But like I said, it's only a couple people that like my art. Oh. My grandson Jackson and my daughter Jocelyn. Mm. I mean, everybody else, I don't even think they look at them. They don't pay attention. I don't know if they pay attention because I don't send them stuff because, you know, I know the two people that like my art. <laughs> so you go, you send it to them. I, yeah, I stay with them. Yeah. Exactly. No, hey, I get it. Mm-hmm. Well, I wanted to ask you a question I just mm-hmm. thought of. What about if a student wanted to come play for you? Mm-hmm. What would you tell them to do? Like, I know mm-hmm. you got to recruit people, but is mm-hmm. there another way to get to you without? Well, you know what? We always throw um, open gyms. If a student hits me up, a high school student hits me up and asks me to come and see them play, I, I will go and see you play. One thing a lot of people have to understand, you know, this is college. Mm-hmm. And so everybody can't make the team. You know, a lot of times we're in high school or AAU or whatever, you know, you, you get to make the team. But here it's a little tougher. I run a certain type of offense, so I do try to find players that, you know, mm-hmm. players that fit my personality. But I also, I've been recruited. I've been recruited by kids, and uh, and some of those kids have been successful. You know, some kids have come in, and, and they want to play for me. They want to play at LCC. They start telling you, this is a dream. This is where I want to come. My dad, my mom, they speak so so highly about you and stuff. And, you know, kids start telling you that. You know, I'm like, well, you know, <laughs> I'm going to see if I can uh, see what you make got. it happen. You know, I don't, I don't mind being recruited by, um, you know, students that want to come to LCC, and if, if if I can make it happen for them, you know, I will. Yeah, no, and I, I just think that's important for people to understand, like, you're right, it is college, mm-hmm. and this is an opportunity, right. and as talented as you may think you are, there still is a process, and you given he's giving you a light, you know, to open gyms, different things where you can be seen, so... If you're listening, take advantage. Okay, so my last question Mm -hmm. is, I always ask this one, is it go green or is it go blue? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I knew you were going to ask me that, and I'm going to tell you like this, I'm going to be diplomatic about it, is for me, it's always been LCC. I don't think anybody's ever (laughs) seen me outside of an LCC shirt. I've always been big with that. He's got when, on LCC gear now. Right. When when Lane played at Michigan, when I went to the games, I wore a Michigan shirt. When Justin played at Toledo, when I went to the games, I wore a Toledo shirt. And when Johnson played at Grand Valley, that's you know I, that that was the support I had. As far as go green, go blue, I go both teams. And the reason I go both teams is I know all the coaches, I support both teams, and. I don't want them to read that. You got a favorite. has got a favorite. Might mess up my tickets. <laughs> I know. That's right. <laughs> hey, I think that's fair, yeah. Coach, you know, and I, I tried, but uh, yeah, you yeah. you smart. You you, you got to take care of yourself. You know, Tim Stout tried to get me a couple times with this. He said, you never answer that question. Every time I ask you, you, you always, uh, you know, you're both. You, you, you're just both. I said, All right, well, I, you know, I, I, I really am. And if, if push came to shove and I had to go to a Michigan State game and they wore a Michigan State shirt, I would. And if I had to go to Michigan, I would. But it was, it was really good that when my kids were at their schools and, you know, Justin's coaching at Toledo. So when I go to games, 
you know, that's I wear the gear. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's cool. Oh, so Justin, your son is taking in your footsteps. Right, huh? right, right. So is Lane. Yeah, yeah, yeah Lane too. Yeah. Right. So you was, I guess this ain't my last question. Was basketball something that because you were coaching, they just mm-hmm. got inundated with it and, and just followed you to games and stuff like that? You think that's where the bug came from? Yeah, kind of. I think that um, I, I like to think that I was a, a great dad to them when they were young, great enough that they wanted to be around me all the time. Mm-hmm. And I was around basketball all the time. That's what I did. And and they just would come with me. And it's just something that they like to do. Um, Lane was, was really good. Justin was really good. Jocelyn was was really good and um they just uh, I I like to I like to say that I think they just like hanging out with me. Mhm. And you was really good too, right? That's all right. I I think I've always been a a great leader. Uh could get guys to follow me and so sometimes when you can do that it makes you seem like you're pretty good, but you just know how to make that guy play better and that guy play better and I bought that into my uh, coach, and I think over the years I've become a pretty good coach. But my first years, I, I was just a leader. I could just get guys to, you know, just to go and, mm-hmm. and be ready to play and love to be challenged, and you know, and, and that's that's the fun part about it. Well, you guys heard it here. Coach is ready. He's still enthusiastic about coaching, and he loves it. And we're so glad that he took time out of his schedule to come on Who's That Star today. Coach, would you like to leave us with anything before we sign off? You know, I really appreciate you asking me to to come on. You know, I just I really love this job and the position that it's put me in to to be someone that that kids can reach out to to um, you know play basketball. I, I you know I don't know if you know that or not, but I, I've really tried to make LCC a, a place for the kids from Lansing mm-hmm. to play. I didn't know that, but I'm glad that you said that, and I think that's important. Mm-hmm. So thanks again, and you guys, we will see you later on Who's That Star? You've been listening to Who's That Star? I'm Lisa A., and you can listen to this episode of Who's That Star and other shows from LCC Connect anytime online at lccconnect.org. Thank you for listening. Catch me next time to find out who's that star. Connecting you with Lansing Community College. This is LCC Connect. LCC Connect. Voices. Vibes. Vision. Massage therapy can be an effective method to combat stress and anxiety. It can also be helpful for injury treatment and prevention. The Lansing Community College Massage Therapy Clinic is open to the public and provides the opportunity for students to learn. Visit lcc.edu slash massage for more information. As a young teenage boy, I didn't even know what autism was. How do you even spell that? A few years later, I heard that a friend's cousin's son had been diagnosed with autism. I still wasn't sure what that really meant. When I went to college, my roommate's brother had autism. When I moved to the city for work, my best friend called me and told me his son had been diagnosed with autism. We were both in shock. I still remember the day I walked into the house and saw that look on my wife's face. I knew something was wrong. I'll never forget how I felt when she said, 
our son has autism. Autism is getting closer to home. Today, one in 110 children is diagnosed with autism. That's a 600% increase in the last 20 years. Learn the signs at AutismSpeaks.org. Early diagnosis can make a lifetime of difference. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. LCC Connect is looking for Lansing Community College students to vibe with us. Join us for the podcast power-up contest. Students, your voice is important, so take this opportunity to tell us what's important to you with the chance to host a podcast radio show on 89.7 FM. We'll be taking power-up submissions through the end of summer. Catch the vibe and find the details at lcc.edu slash power-up. That's lcc.edu slash power-up. Lansing Community College welcomes transfer students. Transfer students may apply prior credits toward their LCC degree, certificate, or transfer program. Learn more at lcc.edu slash you belong. LCC. Connect. Voices. Vibes. Vision. This is Bob Myers from the Historical Society of Michigan with a Michigan History Moment. During the mid-19th century, a growing number of Americans faced a hard moral choice. What would they do about slavery? Increasingly strict laws forbade assistance to escaping freedom seekers, but a few Americans, mostly Quakers, decided that morality required them to act. In 1847, that conflict led to what became known as the Kentucky Raid in Cass County. Cass County abolitionists Wright Modlin and William Jones had traveled several times to Bourbon County, Kentucky, and returned to Michigan with escaping men and women. Furious Kentucky slaveholders finally decided to retrieve their human property, rumored to be living among the Quakers in Cass County. In August 1847, 13 Kentucky slave catchers arrived in Cass County. They separated into smaller groups and raided a number of Quaker farms. In all, they captured nine fugitives. As word of the kidnapping spread, a crowd of Quakers, free people of color, and abolitionist townspeople gathered to stop the Kentuckians. The two groups confronted each other at Odell's Mills in Vandalia. The slave catchers brandished weapons, but the pacifist Quakers intervened before bloodshed occurred. The Kentuckians were outnumbered, but they believed that the law was clearly on their side. They therefore agreed to take their case to court. The slave catchers had documents proving ownership of the freedom seekers. The judge, however, was Ebenezer McElvain of Niles. Judge McElvain happened to be an abolitionist and a conductor on the Underground Railroad, and he found in favor of the freedom seekers. The freed fugitives, along with 34 other fugitives, escaped to Canada. Cass County abolitionists had not seen the last of the Kentucky slave catchers. In 1849, they sued 10 local men, including Ebenezer McElvain, for the loss of their human property. One of the defendants, David Nicholson, eventually settled the case by paying $2,000 in court costs. The impact of the Kentucky raid in Cass County was felt far beyond Michigan. Furious slave owners pushed for and obtained passage of the Fugitive Slave Law in 1850, 
that expanded penalties for helping runaway enslaved people. That, in turn, fueled the sectional tensions that erupted into civil war in 1861. This Michigan History Moment was brought to you by MichiganHistoryMagazine.org. Featuring the staff, faculty, students, and others that helped to make Lansing's Premier College what it is today. You're listening to LCC Connect. To find out more about our featured programs or to listen on demand, visit us at lccconnect.org. LCC Connect. Voices. Vibes. Vision. The LCC Library empowers the Lansing community to learn, teach, and discover. Located on the second and third floors of the Technology and Learning Center at the corner of Capitol and Shiawassee on LCC's downtown campus, the LCC Library's ambient spaces are available to the public for work, study, or quiet personal projects. In addition, those with memberships at collaborating libraries are free to check out materials from the LCC Library's collections. For more information, visit lcc.edu library. I'm not a numbers person. I couldn't do math the old way. Now there's a new way? Have you ever thought like this when it comes to your kid in math? You're not alone. With kids more than half a grade level behind in math because of COVID, now is a time parents need to jump in and be part of the equation. And you don't need to be a math whiz to help. Visit BePartOfTheEquation.org to check whether your kid is on track with math. Find tips, videos, and more at BePartOfTheEquation.org today. Are you an enthusiastic sports fan? Want to have fun and get in on the action? Heck yes, that'd be awesome. Have great attention to detail? Want to stay active? Definitely. Want to give back to the student athletes in your community? Obviously, yes. Then you'd make an excellent high school sports official. We need more officials in Michigan because with no high school officials, there are no high school sports. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. The Adult Enrichment Program at LCC offers classes in watercolor, creative welding, motorcycle safety, photography, and more. All classes are non-credit. Information about the Adult Enrichment Center is available at lcc.edu slash keeplearning. LCC Connect. Voices. Vibes. Vision. Welcome to the Success Scenario. I'm your host, Dustin Abrego. On the Success Scenario, we meet and hear from current LCC students, people just like you who have faced challenges, why they chose LCC, and how they turned their situation into a successful one. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Success Scenario. This week, I am joined by... Bonnie Gopal. Hi, Bonnie. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. So, talk to us. Is this your first time in college? No, actually. Kind of a funny story if you want to hear it. Yeah, of course. Um, I went to college for the first time. I went to MSU when I was 17, right out of high school. I lasted about half of the semester, <laughs> and then I quit. And then I tried to go back a couple years later, and same thing happened. I was there for half a semester, and yeah, didn't make it. So then about 10 years ago, I applied at Grand Rapids Community College, and I went to their orientation, but then I never registered for classes. So historically, college has been like a huge failure for me. <laughs> okay. All right. So kind of college, kind of not student coming in and whatnot. So what year are you in here at LCC then? That's 
kind of a complicated answer. I started here <laughs> in fall of 2021. Okay. So I've been here since then, but I'm I'm a part-time student, so mm-hmm. I'm not taking a whole lot of credits at a time. Sure. So you have life outside of this? Are you working, family? For family, I have two sons. One is 19 and he's moved out. He lives in Florida, actually. The other one is 17. He's still in high school. As for work, I actually just got hired. I'm not allowed to talk about it because Mm. uh, I signed a confidentiality thing with my employer. They want to be the ones to announce it before I do. Sure. But yeah, I'll say that it's under the marketing umbrella and I'm really excited about it. I start next month. That's so exciting. I'm glad to hear that. Um, Yeah. Is that like a full-time type gig? How are you going to navigate maybe doing that and being a college student? Because you've done both. You've done being a college student, then you've done like work life, right? Because you come in with experience mm-hmm. and things. How do you think you're going to yeah. do both? Um, well, I guess we'll see, <laughs> won't we? <laughs> okay. No, really, I, I like to keep busy. I've actually been on disability since 2005 for a physical handicap and mental illness, both mm-hmm. of which are like totally resolved now but I've been filling my time with a lot of volunteering. So I like to stay busy. I think it'll be, it'll be really good once I'm working full time and doing classes. I won't have a lot of boring downtime. Cool. That's exciting. What are you studying here? So if like you've kind of done the college path and it was like, eh, it didn't work out at different points, what changed your mind and what is the thing you're maybe going for right now? Well, in 2019, I opened my own business it was a little cosmetics company. I manufactured and sold handmade color cosmetics. It was a ton of fun. It was so much fun. Um, I did everything from product development to logistics and labeling, and it was a lot of work. I initially applied to LCC because I wanted to take some business classes to make sure I was doing everything for my business properly. I didn't have any goals at the time for my education. I wasn't trying to get like a certificate or a degree or anything. I took intro to business my first semester, And it was in that class that I kind of zeroed in on marketing. And I was like, wow, that's really fun. That's what I want to do. So that's kind of what I've been pursuing. That's my major now. And I'm getting my marketing CA at the end of the semester. That's awesome. Congratulations for that coming up and being like, I'm not sure. And then picking your way through things. That's a very interesting path that you went. Mm -hmm. Have you thought about your experience overall? This is not like a Yelp review for LCC, by the way, but like what, <laughs> what, what's been your experience like coming to a different college and like trying to navigate what that looks like for you as a person, having family and, and now being the future full-time employee as well? Well, first of all, in, in the beginning, I was terrified. I was like, I have not had success with college before. Mm-hmm. This is, we're just going to try it and see what happens. Mm-hmm. But I really got to pack the success coaches on your backs because let me tell you how helpful Larry has been to me. (laughs) He has been like such a good cheerleader and it's like his confidence in me built up my confidence in me. It's been so great to be able to feel like I can do this, you know. He lights up the room when you're definitely talking to him. And if you've ever met with him on campus or even if you're talking to him online or things, the rooms that we meet in, like they're well insulated and we can't hear each other, but I can definitely hear Larry laugh from another room. So I can tell that like someone's really having a great talk with Larry. That's great to hear that you've had that experience. He's fantastic. Can you walk me through what it looked like for you figuring out that you should try college again? I know that the prompt was for a business and what you wanted to do, Mm -hmm. navigating what that looked like. How do you bring yourself to it? Especially if you were like, I don't want to do this. What was that for you? Well, I feel like 
once I started taking the classes, I kind of discovered that I really enjoyed learning. I had a desire to collect the knowledge. And that I think is what made the biggest difference for me this time. Not to mention I'm 41 years old, so I'm a non-traditional student. This is different for me than going to college when I was 17. I feel like I'm just a lot more ready to absorb the knowledge. And that's what's kind of pushed me. How did you prioritize yourself as a student to become successful? So if you started in, I'm not sure if this is me or education, I'm just here for my business to try to get some expertise. How did you go about setting yourself up for success? You kind of mentioned Larry as well, but as success coaches, we're trying to teach you to like a reference that I use with a, a student in a different episode was tie your shoes in a different way. So it's going to take time because you have this muscle memory and maybe that's not the most successful for you long-term. Walk us through how you became successful as a student. I would say I didn't really consciously prioritize myself. Honestly, I think what happened was I learned a lot from being handicapped physically. So I guess I should tell you that story. I was born with a serious pelvic dis deformity and I've had 13 surgeries on it now. So it's been kind of a big deal my whole life. Wow. Yeah. Um, the doctors told my mom when I was a kid that I would probably never walk right. And it was a degenerative condition. So as I got older, even though I kept having surgeries and physical therapy, it just kept getting worse. So I kind of accepted that decline. And I spent several years using mobility aids. Like I had a cane for a while and I had a wheelchair that I used. But my last surgery was in 2020. And I had some really great physical therapy after that. Since then, I've been walking unassisted and I feel pretty awesome. So I feel like being able to overcome a serious physical handicap with a terrible prognosis kind of showed me that I'm capable of a lot more than I think. So now I'm kind of all about challenging myself and seeing, you know, what's possible. Wow. I'm sorry. That's like affecting me personally. That's, that's a lot. <laughs> How has your family been receiving that and knowing you in this way and now you're, nope, I'm on my own. I'm like, this <laughs> I don't want to say different person because with people with different abilities doesn't mean that they're different. You're doing you and there's not these other aspects in the way that you function day-to-day -day life that's completely altering. Um, my husband has been so supportive. He's kind of seen this as an evolution. He married me when I was on disability. He saw me when I was not doing well and I wasn't walking right. And he's seen me through a lot of the surgeries and just been really supportive. And I think that's what you really need. You need a good support system in your life if yeah. you know, you're trying to accomplish things. So making yourself into a successful student is very just low bar for you of what you've probably overcome <laughs> from what you've overcome. Like that is amazing. Thank you for sharing. So yeah. that was right before you started as a student. Sorry, I'm trying to like timeline yeah. overall of like you went through this and then student or you did this while you were a student here at LCC. It was just prior to applying to LCC that I started walking unassisted again. So I think maybe that kind of gave me a little push. I'm like, mm -hmm. hey, if I can do that, you know, why can't I try this? Were there certain tips or tricks or other things that really changed how you were able to prioritize your time or what you did? Because again, you're not just a college student. Your mom, wife, like you're doing all these other things in your life, mm -hmm. having a social life, all these other things. How did you manage to fit it all in? Because for a lot of people that are returning students, they're not sure how to put it all together. It can be a really complicated puzzle. I think 
that kind of goes back to, you know, in the beginning of my disability, I was also struggling with mental illness. Hmm. And one of the things that really helped me kind of recover from that was keeping myself busy, making sure that I'm filling my time and filling Mm -hmm. my brain Mm -hmm. with things that are productive and constructive. So I I like having a full schedule. You know, I like I was saying earlier, I volunteer a lot in my local community. I've been doing that for a long time. And I just keep adding more things. One day it'll catch up with me, I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) You can't be stopped. That's awesome. That's so cool. So in your time here being a student, what's something you're really proud of overall? I have a few little achievements that are kind of fun. Like, um, yeah, I got to be student of the month. Um, Mm -hmm. I am vice president of the Phi Theta Kappa Honor Society. Oh, awesome. Um, Madam vice president, I was not aware. (laughs) Yeah, that's a new thing for me. Um, (laughs) I ended up winning second place in the state writing competition. Oh, my gosh. um, Through the Liberal Arts Network for Development, I believe is the name of the organization. Wow, congratulations. Yeah, thank you. That was really exciting. But I think more than like the silly little accomplishments, I feel like overcoming anxiety about taking in-person classes with a bunch of people half my age, Mm. being able to be helpful to my classmates, making friends, and being an example to my children. Those are the things that I'm really proud of. I'm going to ask for you to elaborate a little bit. There's (laughs) there's a lot that you put there and it's amazing that what you've been able to accomplish and do when you've put yourself and your mind to it, you've just not been able to stop for sure. The anxiety of doing the in-person classes, because regardless Mm -hmm. of the age aspect that you mentioned, a lot of students have that coming out of pandemic, still being in things, right? Making sure people are being safe, smart, but then also what does this look like? How do I make friends here? What, What does it look like? How did you go about navigating that and figuring that out for yourself? You know, sometimes we just have to do the hard things. And that's kind of what it was for me. I was really anxious about it. I talked with, you know, my success coach about it, Mm -hmm. that I was anxious about taking an in-person class, but I didn't really have an option um, Mm. because the class that I needed for my certificate was Uh only offered in person. But, you know, like I said, just sometimes we had to do the hard things and that's what I did. Can I ask a little more in the aspect of you said the age thing? And yeah, <laughs> not talking about you with it, but many of the students that I work with, I work with students that are dual enrolled high school all the way to like, I work with someone who's 66 years old. And the point of this show and doing this is to talk about your experience and share and also show to other people, your experience is very similar for a lot of different students. Maybe in that classroom when you're in like 25 people and you feel like the oldest person there, it can seem like you're the oldest person there. That's how it is for the whole school. But many of the people I've even interviewed on the show have been your age, if not even older, for sure. How did you work through that or move on past that? Well, I bought some new clothes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay. I can't wear this old lady stuff to school. Oh, no. oh this okay. will be so weird. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> um, but no, seriously, part of what helped me was the fact that my in-person class had only eight students in it. And I think that's one of the benefits of attending a small community college, Mm -hmm. that the classes are not humongous. So it's a lot less intimidating once you actually get in there. So that helped a lot. And I tried really hard to not be afraid to speak up in class. I feel like participating in class really helped me get more comfortable with it, too. Sure. That makes total sense. I can imagine that people don't want to be the know-it-all to stick out in class in general, regardless of what movie stereotype you've seen or things you've experienced. And then adding in there being like, oh, I'm the adult here. 
<laughs> and I relate more to the instructor than I do with my peers. But also you're here for education and right. like you're paying or someone's paying or scholarship or other things are paying for you to be here. So you should probably get the most out of it while being here. The way I usually try to turn it with students that are uh, my age and other things, I go, take your age out of it. If anything, you shouldn't be an embarrassed because you're you're the adult, dang it, right? You're the person <laughs> like you're past that teenage stuff, right? <laughs> I know well, we're ideally. not <laughs> in a fake made up world of Dustin for sure, but that's a lot to try to navigate in general. You should be really proud of everything that you've definitely accomplished while being here. Yeah, it's it's been a lot of fun, and I feel like like I said before, being hungry for knowledge mm -hmm. is really a good driving force. You mentioned scholarships and this is what you're paying for. And mm -hmm. yeah, I think regardless of who's paying for it, just wanting that knowledge is really important. I'm not a parent. I don't want to ever act like I'm telling other parents like how to do stuff. I would never be that. But I try to use that guilt a little bit on parents that are giving me some resistance sometimes when working with them. And you came out and just straight up said it. I want to be an example for my kids because I try to say, like, what type of parent do you want to be? I use that in a talk with a student earlier today, and they just look at me, and they're like, you get a little teared up, and they're like, that's not fair. I'm trying to show that, and I was like, I know what you want. Let's help get you there. And, I mean, that's really powerful, what you said overall of setting that example. Talk to me about what you think that means for you. Both of my children have had kind of non-traditional educational journeys. And I feel like for them to see me take a non-traditional educational journey shows them that they can do it too. You can go to college when you're right out of high school, but it's also okay to go to college when you're 40, 50, 60. Yeah. There's no timeline on personal development. And I think that's what I want my children to see. Yes, 100%. It doesn't matter because anytime I talk with someone, regardless, they're like, I'm too old or whatever. The student I was talking to today is around my age. I'm 34 for reference point. And they're like, I just don't know. This program is so long and all these things because they're going part-time, they're working full-time, they're mom. And when I've talked to them, they actually express their passion. They're like, they want to do nursing and they're, they're totally qualified for everything that they're doing and they're going to be able to get in. They'll, they'll do great. And I know that. I'm like, okay, the four to five year trade-off that you might have to do of really grinding like you have been, which is a lot. And I can only imagine how much longer are you going to be working for? 30, 35 years? So you're going to trade that many years to get a way better paying job, benefits, retirement, like all these things, depending on where you work, it's never too late to start if it's important to you. And that trade-off is huge for how much longer you're going to be doing stuff. It's going to work for you in your benefit. That's yeah, absolutely. That's always the way to go. If you were to tell first semester self, knowing what you know now, what would you say? You know, I was just saying the other day that um, if I had told Bonnie 15 years ago, what Bonnie 2023 was doing, mm -hmm. she would be like, whatever, you're lying. So I think what I would tell <laughs> my first semester self is don't be afraid and shoot for the stars. Mm -hmm. Because even if you don't make it as far as you want to, you're going to get something out of the journey. Mm -hmm. And there's no harm in trying. Yeah, you'll find out if you don't like it. And that's okay, yeah. too. I worked yeah. with a student the other day that's like, I'm taking this Python class, which is a coding language. And they're like, I hate it. I'm doing okay. But I'm just like, it's not me. I need <laughs> to change my major. And I was like, cool. Doesn't mean you failed. You know, you don't want to do that. Right. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, I mentioned my business and that's why yes. I actually started at LCC. Mm -hmm. I closed that business at the end of 2022. And it wasn't 
because it wasn't successful. It wasn't because it was sad. It was just a fact that my goals kind of evolved in a different yeah. way. And I felt like, you know, this business was really fun and it served mm -hmm. its purpose for me. Yeah. But now I'm ready to move on and do something that I'm even more interested in. Has that always been you? Are you good with moving on to the next thing? I like to jump from shiny thing to shiny thing. So sometimes me staying consistent is more my issue. But some people especially tie their identity to like maybe something they started. I wouldn't say that I'm non-committal, but <laughs> I, I do like to jump to different shiny things. Sure. I feel like, you know, at this point, I'm getting a lot better about it. And I'm feeling really good about the career that I'm taking on. Yeah, I think of course. it's something that's going to last for a little while, which is sure. going to be awesome. Yeah. Or maybe a long while. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. What would you tell others that are maybe thinking about starting or coming here to LCC or even coming back after some time, maybe like yourself and thinking, I don't want to start over. I listened to the podcast you did with Chrissy. Uh-oh. Um, yep. Uh. Yeah, <laughs> both parts of it. I listened yep. to both parts of it. Yeah. Um, I thought she had a really great suggestion to not start off with all core classes, mm. but to take something that you're, that you're interested in right away. Mm -hmm. And that's what I did kind of by accident. Oh. And it turned out awesome for me. Yeah. So I think that's a great suggestion, but also everybody's different mm. and we should all take the path that works best for us. Mm -hmm. Like I was saying, it's okay to go to college right out of high school. It's okay to go to college at whatever age you are. Mm. I think what it comes down to is you have to be wanting to learn things. You need a genuine desire to learn. If you have that, you can do this. I want to ask you this question. It's related, but I've had this talk a few different times. If it's something you're not interested in and you're taking a class that is required, maybe something that you have to do. I feel like the common one is I hear the words dread and math put together constantly and yeah <laughs> okay okay i'm hitting on something for you all right how do you take that desire to learn towards something that you're i i don't desire to trigonometry like how do you put those two different apples and oranges and whatnot together or how have you that's a great question um <laughs> you're like i don't know how i did that and that's okay yeah we don't talk about math very much in this house <laughs> Okay. Kind of a sore spot. Okay. 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 Fair. But I feel like, you know, if I'm setting a goal that I want to get my associate's degree, mm. I've got to take a math class. I've mm. got to take some science classes, mm -hmm. you know, whatever. There are things that I might not enjoy. Sure. What has helped me is the fact that I've gotten all of these classes that I'm interested in a lot. I've taken most of those. And to get to the end of the line and get my degree, I have to take just a few more classes and maybe they're unpleasant, but I'm so mm -hmm. close. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It would be so sad to just not do it at that point because I'm yeah. so close. Yeah. This is coming from the person that repeated math more than once because I just wasn't handling and doing things correctly. And I was like, man, if I don't this time, like, but I don't know. And I don't want to do it again. Yeah. I saw that LCC has a program where you can do a math refresher course. Yeah. Yeah, we do. And then you can improve your score on the placement test. Mm -hmm. Yep. So, so I think I'm probably going to try that. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. So what you're referencing for people that are not aware or not a part of the LCC community, uh, math refresher courses and placement tests. Placement tests help you if you help us choose the correct level classes for you, not because we're saying you can't handle other things, but we know that if students take this placement test and they get this score, 
they'll be able to do well and then pass and understand the subjects because overall, we don't want people failing. It doesn't look good on us. You don't like it. We don't want people having debt. It doesn't look good for either of us. We want you to do well. Sometimes that means people have to take lower level of math than they really want or they need for their degree. But then a math refresher course is just something of, hey, let's clean the cobwebs off of this. Let's look at something. It's only a few weeks, if I remember correctly, from my understanding, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't talked about it with the student in a while. So you're you're refreshing me about the math refresher course right now. <laughs> you're welcome. Um, <laughs> thank you. But really get you up to speed so you can go take a standardized test. If you haven't done that in 10, 20, 30 years, that can suddenly be, yeah. oh, wait, this, this test decides who I'm going to be. No, that's not. We want you to do well. Subjects, we get better at understanding how people learn math and we teach it in a different way, which can be frustrating for certain people. If they've learned things a certain way. Okay, so are you going to take summer classes? Is that something you're looking at? I did last year. Mm-hmm. Um, this year, I'm kind of undecided, possibly. We'll okay. see. It depends yeah. because I'm starting the new job next month. Yeah, for sure. And I'm I'm not sure how much that's going to take out of me right away. Good. I, I'm not turning this into an informal coaching session, but <laughs> if, if you've already taken one, you know, they just move a little bit quicker because the summer's a they little do. bit shorter. And it's not that you can't handle it, but that's still the same amount of work, but it's in eight weeks or 10 weeks versus 16. And it can be a lot if you're Mm -hmm. doing other things and having a life. And I don't know, want to go outside. I'm not saying don't take summer classes, but rationalize and try to understand what makes the best sense for you and your life and everything. Yeah. Last summer I took seven credits and that was a lot. Yeah. (laughs) Dude. Oh my gosh. Wow. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Larry told me not to, but I did it anyway. (laughs) I wonder why Larry would have told you that. (laughs) I wonder why. So for everyone that doesn't know, you don't have to meet with a coach or listen to us sometimes. And we always, in my mind, have the best view of the path forward for you. So so we're not doing that again. (laughs) Okay, Larry was right. Okay. Um, But things worked out well. Yeah. I still made the president's list. I still have a 4.0 GPA. Nice. Love that. It was a lot of work, but I... (laughs) I got through it. <laughs> for sure. Um, so what's future for you? I know you're looking at this job. You're going to be graduating. Is more mm-hmm. education in your future? Or is that kind of, hey, I'm hitting this point. Still need to figure that out, maybe long term. Yeah, I, I do kind of have a plan. I'm going to keep going to school as long as I can. And kind of in the far future, I'm feeling inspired to maybe like teach marketing at a college level. Really? Okay. Um, I've had some really amazing instructors here at LCC, Mm -hmm. like Jonathan Allbrand, Brenda Brown, Dan Mulligan, and just seeing those guys teach their classes. I'm Mm -hmm. just like, that looks like so much fun. And I love the subject material. So, you know, maybe that's something I'll work toward. That's so cool. Definitely ask them for extra credit because you did a shout out for them, you know, like positive, (laughs) positive, rate my professor review. Just kidding. Um, (laughs) No, that's super awesome that you feel that passion to try to teach and inspire others that actually care about the subject, whatever that is, that can be a lot overall. That's really awesome. Yeah. Another thing that really helped was I met with a career counselor at LCC and I went through like their testing and got Mm -hmm. got the recommended careers back. Mm -hmm. One of them was teaching, which I'm not great with children. So I figured teaching at a higher (laughs) level would be better. (laughs) Okay. And then the other one was actually the career that I'm going into next month. That's awesome. So I think the career counselors are really good because they can help you with that direction if you're not really sure where you want to go. And that's free being a student. That's not some extra fee or anything. You get to just do that. Super awesome. I do think it's funny because I think when we mentioned the word teacher, I think most of us, me and you were like, 
Oh, that's like younger kids. Right. Not a problem, right? That I like working with college students. That's why I work in college and other things. But also in your mind is like, oh, wait, this can be like people like my age or other college students and more adult oriented individuals and realizing, oh, this is a different career path that maybe you hadn't considered before at all. Yeah. What is something that you want to leave us with? You mentioned a lot of great things, a lot of challenges and growths and a lot of things that you've really overcome. So what's something that you want to leave us with overall, something that is important to you in general? One of the things is probably that LCC has a lot of resources that I don't think a lot of students take advantage of. Mm. One being the career counselors that I just mentioned, success coaches, obviously. Uh, There's a lot of like clubs and organizations you can belong Mm -hmm. to. And I feel like getting involved in those things gives you even more motivation in your educational journey. Mm -hmm. It helps to, uh, to be involved in things, to know that you're not just learning things, you're connecting with the community. Yeah, for sure. Being part of the community in general and recognizing that's part of your identity. Students, in my experience, don't fail out, fail a class and leave. Um, They leave because they feel like no one really cares. So having that connection or finding those other peers, I think is super pivotal. I agree with you. Yeah. And I I have felt from the beginning, like the LCC cared about whether I failed or succeeded. And I'm like, if somebody is caring whether I'm going to fail or succeed, then I'm going to succeed. You've definitely proved all of us right, wrong. I I don't know which way you're proving. (laughs) You've you're done it. Whatever way that we want to talk about proving and what that looks like. So overall, thank you so much. And we'll end up talking to you later and seeing you cross the stage here soon. All right. Yeah. I'm going to walk at commencement in May. I'm excited about that. That's so awesome. I'm super excited. I will most likely be there. I'll make sure to grab a photo or something like that. All right. Cool. Thanks a lot, Justin. It was really nice to be part of this. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to the success scenario. You can listen to this episode and past episodes anytime online at lccconnect.org. The success scenario is a program dedicated to inspiring students towards a path of success. I'm Dustin Abrego, and if you're a current LCC student with a great story to share or know someone with a story to share, connect with me on Twitter or at LinkedIn at Dustin Abrego, A-B-R-E-G-O. Until next time. Success starts with you. Examining the issues and topics that affect our lives from the local level to the world stage. Listen to the programs of LCC Connect anytime at lccconnect.org. LCC. Connect. Voices. Vibes. Vision. K-12 Operations at Lansing Community College has been a proud collaborator of the Mason Promise Scholarship since 2016. The Mason Promise Scholarship is a community organization of volunteers that guarantees funding for two years of Lansing Community College education to selected Mason public school students. These selected students are chosen by the Mason Public Schools at the end of the fifth grade and then become a Mason Promise Scholarship through an induction ceremony. Over the course of the next six years, these students receive mentoring and support as well as introduction to career possibilities through the Pathway Program. For more information on the Mason Promise Scholarship at LCC, please visit lcc.edu hope.
This is WLNZ Lansing. You're listening to LCC Connect, a weekly program that features the voices, vibes, and vision of Lansing Community College. To find out more about LCC Connect programs or to listen on demand, visit us at lccconnect.org. LCC Connect. Voices. Vibes. Vision.